0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in
1: KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and Moore, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning Las Vegas This is Dr. David Jenis Clinical Director at Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center in Las Vegas And it's where I am I'm guest hosting on behalf of Zandra Pollard And I have a great, or what I think is a great show for all of you this morning I have on the line with me today Brittany Lowry, Who is the Marketing Coordinator for Sunrise Children's Foundation Hi Brittany, good morning
0: Hello, Dr. Z.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm delighted to have you um, on the show this morning and to share with our listeners all about Sunrise Children's Foundation and um, what you do for our families and our community here in the city of Las Vegas. So, um, Brittany, if you don't mind, I'm just going to jump right in. And if you can um, just just tell our listeners, um, you know, what Sunrise Children's Foundation is and, and, and what you guys do. Absolutely. So since 1995, Sunrise Children's
0: Foundation has been helping children fulfill their potential of safe, healthy and educational lives, providing low cost and accessible childcare for children's ages, newborn to five years old. So we've been around a long time, really fostering and, um, cultivating just young children
1: of the, of the area. So, so Sunrise Children's Foundation, though, has a warm space for me in my heart. And I share that because as part of my clinical training, um, I'm a birth to five specialist, so um, mm. post-doctoral education and training, I had the opportunity to complete a two-year post-doctorate certification in infant and family clinical practice at the Excellent. Harris Infant Mental Health uh, Agency Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and and so I've had the privilege of working with a lot of families supporting young children between birth to five, and uh, along the trajectory of my training and my clinical work, working with this specific population, I've had the opportunity to present at the Michigan Infant uh, Mental Health Biennial Conference. And Michigan Mm -hmm. is one of the leaders in birth to five work clinically. So, um, you know, I've trained probably about 100 clinicians at that time on the DC 0-3R, to which is our um, diagnostic statistical manual that clinicians use in understanding, interpreting, assessing, making sense out of presentation of little ones, so that we can better uh, identify how to meet the needs of birth to five age children and their families. So, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, so here we are, you know, talking about and. Spotlighting, uh, you know, on this very important topic that I think sometimes gets overlooked
0: is Absolutely. is
1: the needs of our young ones. So. Um, You and I got connected through a uh, mutual colleague and friend, Tiffany Alston, who I know is the director of programs at Sunrise. And so um, can you speak to a little bit more about the different uh, programs that you offer at Sunrise and how... um, you know, listeners, if they identify a need and that if they maybe know a neighbor or they might have a family member themselves, you know, what would be the process for them to get connected to Sunrise?
0: Absolutely. So as you said, we have individuals like Tiffany Alston that's been a part of the organization for a number of years, even as um, an individual receiving services for her family, who is now a key part of our operations. Um, but in all, we, we really offer our services through multiple child development locations, nearly 10 centers across the Clark County area, um, like I mentioned, um, offering um, little to no cost um, for child care. But through that, we offer three main programs, the Early Head Start Program, which offers comprehensive child development and family support services for those underserved um, populations, um, as well as the week, what you may know is women infants and children which really safeguards the health of low income women infants and children but also hippy which is our home visiting program where these are parents that want to be their children's first educators and we provide support and resources for those individuals so like you're saying those prime those prime years of 0 to 5 they're able to really you know take home on what their children are exposed to in their development overall and so in all what we allow for what we would like for people to do is not only for our website but really just really come explore what services that we can offer because as you said you know we think that zero to five is not that big of a deal but those are the really core years where they get the really the foundations of education and really life skills and all
1: yeah absolutely um so what was what was that term uh, Brittany, that that um for your program of the parents that are going in as educators into the homes and meeting with other parents what what's the name of that Absolute. program?
0: it's called the hippie program h i p p y and that is the home visiting early intervention program,
1: okay, so I love that role so much <laughs> um because yeah you You have these parents that mm-hmm. have or come with this lived experience and having Absolutely. navigated services and the system um with their own children and families, being able to draw upon that practical expertise. And sharing Absolutely. that with other parents. Um, but what I heard, though, Brittany, um, is, is that these parents can really foster hope and, and empower yes. these other parents. And, and I think giving them uh, just maybe, I don't know if it's a sense of relief, um, but letting them know that it's going to be all right. You know, things, things will come together and that your child will have the opportunity to grow, um, development, developmentally, emotionally, cognitively. Um, -hmm. so, so I, I love that program so much. And, and so these, um, roles that kind of fall within the peer support, uh, role, Mm -hmm. the mentoring role, um. Uh, they come with such um, uh, significance in regards to just the impact that they have in individuals' lives, and 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 you can tell Absolutely. I'm getting really excited talking about this, Brittany, because um, I've just over the course of 24 years working as a therapist. Um, have Mm -hmm. seen just really good outcomes from having these team members involved within the clinical team, um, working with the children and and their families. Um, And so, uh, you know, I love the fact that Sunrise Children's Foundation, you know, offers this because I really feel like sometimes, you know, it's these peer support roles where parents, guardians, Um, are impacted the most and that they build rapport faster with that role versus sometimes with a clinical team member such as myself. Uh, Because, yeah, the roles are just just different. Um, And sometimes due to uh, licensing boundaries, ethical Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, we present ourselves a little differently. And, um, you know, so, so having, having these peer educator roles, um, really can help, I think, decrease barriers for, uh, family members to access treatment. And sometimes too, I think, you know, mental health, especially, you know, when, when we're talking about these beautiful little people from birth age, birth to five, (laughs) and, and we have all these hopes and these dreams for our children. And then somebody brings to our attention that our child developmentally uh, is a little bit behind their, their age level. And, and then it brings up these fears and concerns and, um, you know, it can, it can really do a lot neg- negatively in terms of impacting mm-hmm. a parent's mental health and how they yes. think about their child. And then right, that also absolutely. impacts the relationship.
0: Right. Absolutely. And like, you you know, we when you're kind of working with underserved communities, like you're saying, you know, it really does deal with access to um, opportunities or resources and all. And so what we try to do, as you mentioned, is break those barriers when you. Know what you need. It's then better where you can where you can act for what you need, right? And so from there, we really like to partner with um, organizations within the community to give those resources to individuals that may need that extra support. Um, so they don't kind of shut down and, like you say, become hermits and not be a active citizen of their community. And once we have that peer support, as you're mentioning, you know, we can really build that village around those children so that even at a very young age, they're able to develop in such a whole way. So by the time they get to those other development years, they're not behind or anything like that, and not just educationally, but socially in any of that. So, um, yes, I believe that we really do offer a well-rounded program that not only supports the children, but also the development of the parents. And even in our hiring processes, we really like to hire parents because they are the first responders, right, to children, right? They yes. they understand um more than anyone what their children may need and they have that empathy already built in where they're able to serve children without really any cap. So yes, I, I do agree with everything that you're saying.
1: Well and i've had the privilege of touring several of your facilities and I, yeah. I like all of them um, <laughs> they they, yeah. they all kind of have their own personality, which may be Absolutely. due to you know the managers that are that are overseeing right. um, each one of those locations and yeah. and i I just think that each location is distinctive though to um, f- moving children forward and having skill-building opportunities where developmentally, cognitively, and emotionally, uh, throughout the time, the day that they're there for, uh, they're having opportunities to, to learn the skills that they need in order to move towards hopefully being age-level. Um, Absolutely, and, and so I love, I, I caught a word that you um, said, Brittany, and you used the word emotion, emotional development. And so that's a language that I speak um, yes. uh, very well, because um, I, in my role, have supported little people in learning how to emotionally regulate. So uh, oftentimes, um, it's not unusual where those little people that would be referred to me have some struggle with emotional regulation. Um, and and these little people yeah. sometimes um, throw their toys. Um, yeah. They mm-hmm. may kick, uh, be a little physically aggressive. Um, they may bite. Um, mm-hmm. And that that their ability just to maintain um, distress um, yeah. is, is, is not present. And, and so, you know, one of the key areas that I believe Sunrise Children's Foundation, due to all the resources and how you um, pull together what you provide to our community, um, lends a hand to helping these little mm-hmm. people learn how to emotionally regulate And, and so, you know, this is, this is a language that you and I speak, but I, I'm not convinced though, that it's a language that is taught in school environments. Um, and unless we work in the field, I'm willing to say, this is not a dinner table conversation. Absolutely.
0: I, I definitely agree. As an etiquette professional myself, um, as you mentioned, these are not things that are taught every day, and depending on the situation or really the upbringing of the parents themselves, they may not be getting taught these emotional traits at home, right? And so um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the golden rules of life, having that emotional intelligence, having them to understand and be able to filter and decide how to manage their emotions. So so um, we think that children are not <laughs> as smart as they are, but they are very much absorbing uh, what they're being taught. And so I think, as you're saying, even the emotional part of it, you know, they're able to even teach, you know, as a child shall lead them, they're able to teach even adults or their parents on how to manage, right, their emotions and even the atmosphere they're in. So um, I agree. I think that we're doing really, really good work in building that foundation that not only affects the child, but even whoever, whomever they're around. So, I yeah, agree with
1: that yeah, absolutely, and you know our children sometimes are our greatest teachers, absolutely, and yeah. um yeah i, I and, and so I continue to as a therapist working in the field now for twenty four years um you know and as a parent myself, my kids are now young adults um I really work hard at remaining open and willing Absolutely. to listen and remain yeah. curious so that mm-hmm. I can kind of get an idea of what's going on with with those that I'm providing clinical services to or even with my own kids and <laughs> um being able to um, be present emotionally so so working towards having emotional attunement so that yes. i can be present with with uh you know not just the little people but with the parents as well because mm-hmm. um, there's there's this kind of uh this this parallel process that's happening where maybe it's the child that you know the the referral came in for However, mm-hmm. um, we're not just working with the child, though, because children don't exist in a vacuum. We're working with the whole family system. and <laughs> Absolutely. At, yeah, so, Absolutely. So, so really helping the parents to maybe learn something new that they maybe haven't thought about before. And, right. mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I know that um, something that I that I feel, you know, Sunrise Children's Foundation does an excellent job doing is um, empowering parents to feel positive about yeah. the whole experience. And and so, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know everything about parenting and I'm going to infer that, you know, other parents feel the same way that they don't know everything either and and so when right. we when we can feel comfortable though with each other where we can build right. that trust where we can ask questions and not feel stupid uh because yeah. we, we don't know the answer and 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 that right. that takes a certain level of courage I think and strength to first ask the questions that we might think are dumb and right absolutely and and then to also be open minded though To listen, learn, and then maybe do things differently.
0: Right, absolutely. I agree with you. I think what you're saying is that, you know, with our programs, we're able to create that, you know, healthy dialogue between all those involved, right, about how they should foster their children or take care of their children or bring them up. And unfortunately, there is no doctor spot for the modern child or the modern parent because there are so many economical things taking place at a time. And current events, there's always things happening. And so, like you're saying, really building that trust and building that um, bridge of vulnerability. I feel like we're, like you say, I can come and ask you those quote unquote dumb questions, things I feel like I should have known as soon as I gave birth. No, of course not. Of course, you don't know, but let's have a conversation about it. So continuing that dialogue, I think is very important um where they can open up and really just create that space to learn and learn from each other, like you're saying i mean even as a um as a professional on the other end of the clinical side of it, there are things you're still learning right
1: all the time um, because
0: there's so many different types of things you you know different variations of individuals that you can learn about. And so it's an ongoing thing, but I agree. The diet that providing these programs creates that dialogue. And it's kind of a continuum, right? Um, where it's really the upward mobility that we try to create, you know, using Tiffany as an example, how she started as a parent you know, receiving the services and now she's a director of programs where she's able to, um, in all kind of govern and steer some of the um, directions that a lot of these things go, and so it's really exciting to see even the development in her process and how it's a testament to what can take place in the community at large, right, Uh, where parents are given more of the autonomy to have a say-so, have the voice, and, and for it to be heard and all, so... Yes, uh, it is. It is great we have
1: that. You know what uh, that that is so beautiful, uh, Brittany. And you know clearly, I think you can tell, Brittany, that I'm a Sunrise uh, Children's Foundation, you know, advocate. And I love it. I, do, I, do, I love it. And <laughs> I'm a huge advocate, though, of Tiffany Alston. And and okay. she is one of the most intelligent, articulate women in my life. And yes. uh, she's so passionate though about uh, just just the organization and our community and and our children yes. and our families and um you know to see her just rise, if you will, that's the word that comes to mind.
0: That's beautiful yes
1: um makes me believe though that that is symbolic though of the journey for all your families. And Absolutely. that the same attention and love and support, you know, is how Sunrise Children's Foundation provides services. And, you know, just a thought that I've been kind of holding on to. Um, you know, I think I don't know if the word you use, Brittany, was, um, you know, these services initially are available for families that may come from, um impoverished, uh, communities. And, yeah. and, you know, how I think about that though, is that, mm-hmm. that, 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 like the family system, the family mm-hmm. system though, could, it could be any one of us at any time.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. whatever level of transition, it can mean a lot of things. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I share that because, um, you know, um, part of my story is, uh, you know, there was a time when my oldest child, who is now 26, um, was not making some very good decisions um, in his life. And, um, you know, I needed support. And um, one of the, the most significant team members that was on my child and family team was my parent partner. Um, And similar to your educators, your parent educators, um, you know, this, this parent partner just understood me what I was going through and, and listened to me. And, and at a time when I just needed to know or hear that it was going to be okay, she, she would say that to me and, and I, I would walk away feeling that way and, and that I had hope that, you know, right now it's tough uh, it's a little stressful or a lot stressful right now, but that things are going to get better. And absolutely. And so, you know, I want, I want um, stakeholders. I want uh, referral partners. I want parents involved who are receiving services to feel good though, about receiving support and not being afraid to ask for help. And, and, Definitely. and that, you know, at Sunrise uh, Children's Foundation, you guys are a classy organization and that you Definitely. treat families with respect. And, Absolutely. and um, you know, and anybody that I associate with, you know, that's kind of a key cornerstone in, in my professional relationships with uh, community partners is is how clinical services are delivered and that people are just people. And um, you know, everybody deserves uh to be treated with dignity and with respect and to have a hand extended when they need a little extra help.
0: Absolutely. I love what you said and how, you know, just knowing that someone got it and they were able to express to you that it's going to be okay. And I would say to anyone that is thinking or considering to refer services or even look into services for themselves that Everyone from our executive director, Dave Sandberg, all the way to one of the newest team members, myself, we all get it. We all have our stories and our connecting points to the organization where we grew up in really weird or odd situations, parenting situations, or became parents and were just confused and we're just not sure what to do. And with our standard of service, as you mentioned, we honor people we are make we make sure that pe- we are you know leaving people with their dignity because it's not really a hands out. It's more of just a hand. We want to hold your hand through it because parenting definitely takes a village. Children, from the time that they're born, they are absorbing information in the world that we live in. It's very important that we are intentional, right, about how we foster. And really teach them, and you know, give those the foundation, give them the foundation um, to live a very successful life.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, I I think this this conversation this morning is is so essential and important because I think it really absolutely. highlights to the community, to our listeners, uh, to to state stakeholders, uh, the significance for zero to five. Services and for like early intervention prevention uh, that these are key cornerstone areas throughout our state that we need to continue to advocate so that money's available so that services are available for our communities for our families absolutely. to have access to
0: absolutely
1: so so okay um Brittany Lowry, Marking coordinator at, at sunrise children's foundation how how can um, anybody in our community, again, um, get in contact with your agency?
0: SunriseChildren.org, um, where you can become a partner, where you can also explore services um, and enroll your children or refer anyone that may need our services. We look forward to adding you a part of our family, um, adding you a part of uh, just a part of our process, SunriseChildren.org.
1: All right. And do you have a telephone number as well to like a main um, just just inquiry number that our community members can call if, if needed?
0: Absolutely. At any time, you can call 702-267-6044.
1: Awesome. And thank you again, Brittany, so much for taking time this morning uh, to come on as our guest today. Uh, This is Dr. David Jenis, absolutely clinical director from Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center. Thank you, listeners. Until next time.